Welcome back to the Good Earth Podcast. This is Abby with Christians on Campus, and we're excited to be back with a new series for a new semester here on Wright State University campus. This week, we're bringing you episode 69, the first in our study of life in the Gospel of John. Did you know that there are different kinds of life mentioned in the Bible? In this series, we will be exploring the divine life, a theme that appears throughout the Gospel of John. What is the divine life? When did this life begin, and how can we receive it? Stay tuned as Jake shows us an introduction to life in the Gospel of John. Welcome. This is the Christians on Campus Bible Study. Uh, we're happy that you're here, and we're looking forward to another uh, semester of having fellowship with one another in God's Word. So we just, for those of you that didn't get a chance to participate, we did just finish up with a Bible reading challenge, just a, a kind of a way that we all committed together to try to consistently go through God's Word. And so we read through the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and we just finished John. And now we'd like to have a Bible study actually on the Gospel of John. And so the title of the Bible study is Life in the Gospel of John. It's not that readily apparent, but each of the Gospels, um, they have their own particular emphasis. And John stands out, even among the four Gospels, as having a very particular emphasis. And that is showing us that Jesus, the man, Jesus, is the very God himself. God the Creator who the eternal, uncreated Word of God who became a man, Jesus Christ, and this person himself is the eternal life. And so we want to see this life all throughout the Gospel of John. So John 1.1 1, 1 has a very interesting introduction it starts with, in the beginning was the Word. This is unlike any of the other Gospels. It goes, it goes to the beginning. Do you know what beginning this is referring to? Okay, so we had one answer is before time. Any other guesses? What, what does that phrase, in the beginning, make you think of? Okay, when man first became, all the way back to Genesis. Okay, so these are good answers. Where is this sentence in the Bible? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Genesis 1.1. Excellent. Okay, so this is the very first verse in the Bible. This is the beginning of the physical book, the Bible. Yet, believe it or not, John 1.1, this, this beginning actually goes before 
this beginning. You know, all of us had a beginning. This earth had a beginning. This universe had a beginning. But there's, there's a beginning before the beginning. There was something before anything ever was, and that is God himself. That is the eternal word of God. Here, I should put a couple more verses here. I know there's a lot in John. You can tell we're going to be going through the Gospel of John, can't you? John 1.1. 1, 1. We also have 1.14. So, John 1.1, 1, 1, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Verse 14, And the Word became flesh and tabernacled among us, and we beheld his glory. Glory as of the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and reality. So the eternal word, who is in the beginning of beginnings, this one put on the flesh. He became a human being, just like us, yet without sin, so that God could bring life to us. God's intention was always for man to have his very life, to have him himself as life. So if you go back to Genesis, you put Genesis 1 and 2, you see in his creation, his intention made this evident. He created man in a very particular way as as a vessel, like this jar, to be a container for his life. God is life, but he wants his life to get into someone. And he, he needed man created in his image and likeness to receive this life into his being. Unlike a clay jar, though, man has, man's a little bit more complex than that. And we could use a, a diagram to illustrate. As I'm drawing the diagram, I actually will just quote Genesis 2.7 to you. So, Jehovah God formed man from the dust of the ground. So, God took dust of the ground and he formed a vessel, a, a man, out of that. This is man's body. And this uh, circle illustrates man's body. Then it says, so he formed man from the dust of the ground, breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. That word in Hebrew is neshema, which means spirit. So the breath of life or the spirit of life, man's spirit came into his body. And then it says, and man became a living soul. So this... This vessel created to contain God as life has these three parts, spirit, soul, and body. Well, once God had man as his vessel, what did he do with him? He took the man, and he didn't tell him to work. He didn't tell him to study. He didn't tell him to do anything for him. He put 
man in front of the tree of life. And we don't know what this look what it looked like. This is just a simple illustration. But here's here's the three part man, the vessel in front of the tree of life. And the tree of life represents it it shows us God in Christ as life to to man. And God's heart was that man would take freely. He said, of every tree of the garden of Eden, you may eat freely, except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Of that tree you shall not eat, for in the day that you eat of it, in that day you shall surely die. But every other tree, including the tree of life, I want you to partake freely. I want you to have me within you as your life. So it helps for us to see this, this diagram, helps us to know. Because in English, the word life is simple, right? <laughs> yeah, even in English, there's some complexity to that. You might ask, what kind of life are you referring to? So, and in the language of the Bible, there's, there's even more significance there. Man had the life of his body. Man had the life of his soul. He had a psych psychology, a personality. But man did not yet have God as life in his spirit. If he took in the tree of life, God would come into him and be life to him within. But we know what happened. Something, something got in the way. Man took the wrong tree. He took in the wrong element. He became sinful. And God said, we have to put him out of the garden. His, in his sinful state, if he takes of this now, we have a problem. We need to send him away. So now, God's intention is still the same. I want to be life to man. But I, I have something that's preventing me. And man has something preventing him from coming to me. So the Lord Jesus had to live the life that we could not live. And he had to die on the cross for my sin and for your sin to clear up the way. And now this way is available for us to take him in. Even he said, I am the way and the reality and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. You want life? You need Jesus Christ. You might have the life of your body and the life of your soul, but you don't, have, you don't have the real life in your spirit. And it also says in 1 John 5, I believe it's 12 and 13, He who has the Son has the life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have the life. So today this way is open to us. But we need to learn from the history that's recorded in the New Testament as a, as a warning, as a guide to direct us to be in God's intention, to not miss the point, right? There were many people, I mean, imagine, we don't know what the Lord Jesus looked like physically, but let's just, he is the tree of life, right? Here, I'll put the verse reference with it. John 14, 6, also in John 11, is it 30, 25? I always mix it up, 25 or 35. Okay, 
He said, I am the resurrection and the life. I am the way, the reality, and the life. I am the resurrection and the life. So this is a picture of the Lord Jesus, and he's with human beings. And they're seeing his works, and they're hearing his words, and they know no one has ever spoken as this man has. No one has, since the creation of the world, no one has opened the eyes of the blind. No one has made God, no one spoke with this kind of authority, right? There's something different about this man. And yet some, they beheld the tree and they didn't take the fruit. And, uh, you know, there's a really sad um, conversation that the Lord had with the Pharisees in John 5, 39 and 40. He said, you search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life. So the Pharisees, they know they need eternal life. The physical life is not enough. The psychological life is not enough. I need something more. And they're like, oh, search the scriptures, memorize the scriptures. It's not bad. It's not bad. Okay, but then he said, yet you're not willing to come to me that you may have life. You won't come to me until you have no life. So this is, a, this is a help, it's a guide to us not to, um, you know, in John 1, it doesn't say, in the beginning was the doctrine. Uh, and John 1, 4, you know, the, the actual verse, it says, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. It doesn't say, in him was teaching, in him was knowledge. The Lord was very wise, very knowledgeable, but what did he what was his intention? What was his goal in every conversation, every time he was with someone? What was he wanting to do? He was wanting to impart himself as life. He said in John 6, I am the bread of life. If anyone which came down out of heaven, if anyone eats of this bread, he shall live forever. And in John 4, if anyone drinks of the water that I will give him, the water will become in him a fountain of water springing up into eternal life. So it's possible that we could know about the living bread. We could quote that verse. We could say, that's what the New Testament says. The New Testament says that Jesus is the bread of life. And yet we, we, don't, we don't take him in. Or we know that he's a living water, but we don't take a drink. But it, it's so wonderful that the Lord has made it very simple for us. If we want to take him in as life, it is as simple as praying a short, sweet, genuine prayer to the Lord. We just say, Lord, give me the bread of life. Lord, right now I'm thirsty. Please give me a drink. And so usually, you know, uh, when we're together, we might ask everyone to pray something out loud together. But I like to give you just a moment, just in your heart. Don't use your voice. Just use your, use your believing heart and your spirit to pray a short prayer to the Lord like this. Um, Lord, thank you that you are my life. Lord, thank you for giving yourself to me as life.
And see, it doesn't take real long. I mean, you probably finish the prayer by the time I finish speaking, right? So easy to open our being. Lord, this is who you are. You are the infinite God who came to dwell among us to bring life into us. Lord, I receive this life. I open to this life. In the Gospel of John, we can see that we were all created as a vessel so that we may contain God. And with this vessel, the Lord wants us to just bring his life into us so that we can be filled. And this fulfillment is his life. And this life that we can experience is so enjoyable. It's so rich. God came as a man. And we see this in the first verse of John that he came. The word was with God and the word was God. In this, we can see that the Lord came onto the earth to live out a perfect life so that we may all just receive the Lord in this resurrection and we can receive this daily this life that he has we can just lord we want your life lord come in lord come in and we can just have the lord's life in us each day and this was the lord this is god's will that we may all receive him in us join us next week to see the continuation of life in the gospel of john right here on the good earth podcast